That's outstanding. Like a farmer in his field. We are an ecosystem of things and ideas. I could pick up some more big words like portmanteau and soliloquy. My middle name is innovation, and my other middle name is paradigm shift. Carry on, James. Carry on. We're going to serve up some juicy stories like a hot plate of pancakes. All right. It's time for another edition of the Channel Futures podcast, Coffee with Craig and James. I am the editorial director of Channel Futures, Craig Galbraith. Joining me, as always, our senior news editor, Mr. Anderson. Mr. James Anderson. James, how the heck are you? Craig, I'm good. I'm sitting on the floor right now so I can fit inside my green screen. So a little cramp. Feet are going to fall asleep soon, but I'm happy to be alive. How are you, Craig? <laughs> it's good to know a little little insider baseball there. We might as well tell them that I spent about 10 minutes trying to get my lighting uh, correct before we did this podcast, too. And I realize I got it mostly good around here, but up here, I don't know, there's a lot I can do. It's it's raining here today, and, and we don't have any outside lights, so I had to use my uh, artificial lights. And uh, it's kind of hard to keep the the, the dome from uh, releasing some bright waves. Well, Craig, what I always say is, you know, just sometimes you just got to embrace your natural glistening. <laughs> they say that in the industry also. Yeah. You guys listen. We just glisten. <laughs> that is perfect my friend so can you believe this is episode 121 of the channel futures coffee podcast it's wild craig what's this been like 20 years I was probably <laughs> like eight when we started this yeah it has taken us a while to get here but uh our loyal cassies have to admit my friend that we have picked up our game a little bit recently this is the fifth count them fifth episode of 2023 and they've all been on video it's amazing you know i thought i wondered how long it was going to take for them to take us off the air when the minute we went to youtube but uh yeah here we are yeah yeah well here's the thing james so we've joked on and off about this a long time but the bottom line is that they don't really have anybody better to replace us yeah, nobody better. Well, at least nobody else like wants to take the time to to do this and and <laughs> record one podcast. This is our third. This is our third recording of this podcast, Craig. More, more well, baseball here again. So. Now, now you're maybe uh, telling a little too much. Uh, <laughs> we've had some te technical difficulties. Uh, I, I will say that, but uh, this is it, my friend. And yeah. Uh, and if we have to do it a fourth time, or we're, we're not going to tell them. We're just going to come back and say. Hey, this is the third time we've done this podcast, and everybody. Yeah, we won't it. say it's the first, but we'll say it's the third, and that'll be a good compromise. Yeah, there, but, uh, there, there but you, you know, go. we we want it. You know, we're 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 committed. We're committed to bringing you a quality podcast. Yeah, we are absolutely. So, as you mentioned, yes, we're easily replaceable, but uh, I think it's more important that we start talking about the big show that we have straight ahead, and instead of all of our foibles and our our faux pas. What, what do you think about that? Foibles and foi fo fo those are great, but uh, shows are more fun, Craig. So yes. let's, uh, yeah. I, let's do it. Craig, well, I'd like to hear an assemblage of thoughts that are from what's going on in your life. I love to know mm -hmm. what you're thinking, what you're doing, what's been important to you. We call this in our podcast, a personal deep dive. <laughs> Indeed we do. Well, my friend, uh, I suppose it's, time to release the news to the world that the Galbraith family, as I've 
talked uh, in the past uh, occasionally about my little buddy, Louie, our Australian Labradoodle. He's now three and a half. But time to release to the world that uh, little Louie is about to get a baby sister. And in fact, it's uh, actually going to be Louie's literally his half sister they have the same uh, same mama so uh it's going to be an adventurous time around uh, around the place here wow that is good for louie i know it's it's tough being a big big sibling for the first time you got to adjust to that but uh he's a sweetheart um i'm sure he'll take to that like a fish to water yeah, we're, we're already thinking about, we got a bunch of the toys for the new puppy and the playpens and the kennels and so on and so forth. And we're already thinking about how we we don't get Louie jealous uh, right off the bat by giving the new puppy too much attention, you know. So uh, it could be a little bit of a challenge. They're resilient, though. They're so resilient. They are. They're going to they're gonna play well together. And, and the best part of it is that maybe the, the puppy will wear Louie out a little bit and and vice versa. So then, you know, they'll they'll sleep more and, and get tired and and uh, there'll be more peace. That, that's what I'm trying to tell myself. Anyway. That's the hope or they'll completely wind each other up and and yeah. the energy level will be higher than ever. But and life could be over as I know it. Yeah. Uh, all right, James, uh, there you go. There's a little insight into uh, Doggyville. Uh, what's yeah. up with you? What's, what's your personal deep dive? Well, this seems like a normal thing for a lot of people, but I got my first ever coffee maker about a, a month ago. Oh. Um, yeah, I've always been this sort of person, just one of those people who will just buy a 24-ounce Americano, take it home, and spend the rest of the week just diluting it with water so he can drink from the same cup, the, the same amount of coffee every day um, and save so money. So you're saying you're a cheapskate? Is that what, is that what you're letting on? I think I... I think... I think I have that reputation. <laughs> uh, so now I can be even more of a cheapskate, um, you know, obviously until I have to buy the beans again. Um, but right. I got a $9 co- uh, Cuisinart coffee maker from Goodwill. So I'm, Ooh. Uh, it's bringing me a lot of joy. Well, we'll we'll call you frugal instead of a cheapskate. How, how's that? That's what, they, that's what they call me. I, I, I like that. Uh, well, it's it's like a, a it's like a first step into adulthood, or maybe a second step. Maybe just drinking the coffee was a first step, and now now you're actually making it yourself. So, it's pretty exciting. I mean, it's not you're not going the really easy route, right? With the the Keurig, you don't have the instant with the K cups. You're actually it, it's like one step more. It's not like it's a it's rocket science, but uh, it, it's like one step more in the coffee making process. I'm proud of you. Thanks, my friend. Yeah. It's- it's different, you know, it's my journey, but uh it's been a good experience so far. Good experience. It's teaching me responsibility because I have to clean it, you know. So that's how oh, right. Yeah, that's a big that's a big part of it. Uh, also you gotta clean that sucker out, uh, for sure. Or you'll get some sort of airborne coffee mold disease or something. I have no idea. Wouldn't want that. Nope. Uh okay, James. So it's it's that time of, of the show now where we talk about the channel partners conference and expo. Along with the MSP summits coming up May 1st through the 4th of the Venetian in Las Vegas. Excited to see you. Haven't seen you in a while. Uh, so, so now we're like less than uh, six weeks away. When we first recorded this podcast, it was like nine weeks uh, away. Uh, <laughs> as we mentioned, we had a couple of technical issues, so we've gotten back to it. But now, if I check the calendar, we are under six weeks. And uh, I'm getting pretty excited about it. How about you? Craig, I'm... 
I'm pretty excited as well. I, I can't wait to see you. I can't wait to see the crew. Um, you know, and I know that we talk a lot about like education and keynotes, but you know, I, you know, I like to party. So do you want to talk about the networking events? Wait, 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 wait. This, as our loyal Cassies know, and those who have been just joining us uh, for the first time today can already tell that this is a very serious podcast. I'm not sure that we should we should jump into the networking events, but considering the fact that we have talked a fair amount about uh, some of the education keynotes in the past, and we'll be doing that a little bit more, uh, getting closer to the show. Carry on, James. Carry on. Hi, thanks, Craig. You know, we like to be serious, but we like to have fun too. Um, so yeah, we, you may have heard of it, Craig, the, the Converge Meetup. Uh, that's Sunday night, April 30th in Vegas. And so anyone who's there in Vegas early before the kickoff, before that MSP summit portion of the conference, you can come over for some socializing at the Flight Club at the Grand Canal Shops. Yeah, yeah. Flight Club. Emphasis on that, right? Uh, I believe a couple podcasts back, you thought it was Flight Club and we were going to go to blows. And luckily we didn't. Yeah, we're calling it Converge because you, you're going to have some folks from the MSP side and some uh, also some Channel Partners Conference pass holders that are going to go there and converge for a good time, including uh, you and I. We'll be there. I'll meet you there. What what time are you getting there? I'm going to be there. I'm landing <laughs> at 11. So, yeah. Oh, you are? Okay. So going to camp right, out. We'll, we'll, we'll connect before the, we'll converge before the Converge uh, meetup. Uh, so, James, other other networking type events, uh, there's the Telecom for Change annual charity golf tournament, and uh, that's on May 1st, Monday. Uh, worth noting, uh, however, sort of breaking news here in the past week or so, that Telecom for Change actually changed its name to Tech for Change. We had a little bit of a news story on the website, you know, sort of reflecting the evolution of the channel. Uh, so that's kind of exciting. But that golf tournament is in, by invitation only. You can win a spot, though, and you can get the information uh, on the landing page of this podcast where we will offer a link to the CP Expo agenda page, and you can check out uh, everything else that's going on at the show as well. James, what else you got? Love it. The Alliance of Channel Women. They've got their semi-annual, that's twice a year, um, but mm -hmm. then this is the first time this year, uh, ACW Connect Live event on Monday afternoon. Yeah, always a packed room, James. But then Monday night, are you ready for this? Well, he's doing the Craig. He's, that's the classic Craig move. That's right. It's the, it's the shoulders up. Yeah, so uh, fair use and all. We can only play like five seconds of that song. So anyway, classic from what, the 90s? I can't even remember. It's been so long. So. Um, yeah, so this is the Among the Stars party at Tau Beach Day Club. It's eight o'clock on Monday night. I know it's in the evening, but it's a day club. Uh, you know, it's hard to keep all straight, but I'm I'm sure our casties can. James, you, I'm sure, will be getting your swerve on. Doing the Craig. Doing the Craig. Right, it's more yeah. like you got to get the shoulders up tight. Yeah. Like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be 24 hours of good times, Craig. Um, we've also got a DE&I networking event on Monday, and uh, that's going to be awesome, too. Yeah, it's uh, so much we're actually going to have to reserve some more discussion around the rest of the week's networking events uh, for another podcast, because, James, there's so much our heads might. 
too too much glistening, Craig. Too much glistening. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> so let's level set, Craig. Back to serious, James and Craig. Um, you want to set up our next interview? Back to serious. When when were we there the first time? Uh, yes, certainly, uh, my friend. So any HPE partners among our loyal casties are going to like this. Bill Soper, head of North America Channel Sales in uh, for HPE, uh, talking about the new HPE Partner Ready Vantage program the company has just rolled out. Uh, he's also going to talk a lot about the HPE Greenlight Green opportunity for partners. Uh, even if you're not an HPE partner, uh, this might really be something to consider. Yeah, that is their uh, cloud sort of cloud as a service platform that they're kind of rolling out across their portfolio. So we got into that, particularly the uh, network as a service aspect of that through their Aruba division. Yeah, good convo. Uh, we're going to have that here, but uh, not to mention that uh, Phil was one of our channel influencers for 2023. That's actually back-to-back podcasts with uh, one of our influencers, uh, us having Ronnell Richards on uh, the last show. Oh, yeah. Let's roll it. All right, James, time to welcome in our guest for this podcast. Excited to welcome in Phil Soper. Phil is North America Head of Channel Sales with Hewlett-Packard Enterprise. And Phil, of course, is one of our channel influencers for 2023. So big congratulations to you. Thank you, Craig. It's great to be uh, great to be with you today. Yeah. Now, Phil, before we get into the hard-hitting, serious questions, I got to ask you, with you being based in Canada, Toronto, right, what, what's up with this? I'm in Arizona. I'm looking outside. I'm seeing snow on the ground. It's March. What, what are you doing to us, sending all your all your weather down here? Well, I want to share. I want to share the great things of, about uh, about Toronto and Canada with my uh, with my brethren in the United States. <laughs> and uh, and I think you you may be giving some snow back to uh, to us. We have about I think two feet of snow coming tonight. So oh, oh okay. That's why they call that's why they call Canada the Great White North. We're used <laughs> to lots of white stuff on the ground, so it's all good. Well, yeah, as bad now. Yep, turnabout's fair play. Um, so Phil, uh, love to delve into the new HPE partner ready vantage program. So I wonder if you give us an overview of it, you know, what are the basic tenants of it? Um, and how is it different from what HPE had before? That's a really, uh, really great question. And, you know, it's, it's interesting for me uh, being in this role, first of all, uh, because I used to lead uh, two different channel partners, HPE channel partners. And when I saw the Partner Ready Vantage, well, first of all, Partner Ready is industry leading uh, program. That's the foundation of our programs. Our partners give us feedback all the time. It's, it's great for them. They leverage it, they use it and offers great value. Partner Ready is really a message that we're sending to our community that says, our partner community that says, we recognize the value you can bring around our edge to cloud journey in GreenLake. We want you as a partner to build services around it, to manage potentially uh, services around GreenLake. It's a recognition that the partner brings value to our solution. And we say to our partners, you build your practice around GreenLake in the areas that you want and at the speed to which you want to do it. And it's not HPE prescribing you to do it a certain way and saying, this is what we want you to do. 
It's we give you the template and you pick and choose. Awesome stuff, Phil. So I want to talk more about GreenLake in just a little bit uh, since it's so core to your uh, program. Uh, just real quickly, can you touch on some of the changes at the top of the, the channel structure you've had recently with uh, channel leader George Hope, recently leading the company, and uh, also the VP of the GreenLake uh, exiting recently? How is this impacting your channel overall at all? Should uh, partners have any concerns? No, I, I, you know, these things, you know, in our industry and in business, these things happen. Um, and, and really, frankly, on the GreenLake side, I would tell you, um, partners uh, should look at this as um, look at the evolution as a positive thing. And that is GreenLake is part of the mainstream of HPE. So previously, you know, uh, GreenLake was a kind of a division onto its own, almost a silo, if you will. As we built and developed programs and, you know, the vision and the statement that we've made is now GreenLake is part of everything we do. Every in the BUs, it's developing as a service offerings. When we announce a product, we announce as a service. And so GreenLake is really part of HPE's mainstream go-to-market offerings. That's who we are. Um, George uh, and Morris, uh, Morris Martin uh, led GreenLake. George Hope was the worldwide channel leader, uh, made exceptional contributions to HPE and our programs. Um, I have no doubt uh, both, uh, both will have incredible next journeys. Um, the, uh, the beat goes on, as they say, and uh, it hasn't changed whatsoever uh, our strategy um, we have uh, Gilles uh, Thibault, who leads Worldwide Channels, and Simon Ewington, who is reporting to Gilles, both of whom are uh, hugely strong, uh, knowledgeable uh, channel advocates. Uh, I work very closely. You know, I run North America, but I work very closely with them. We have a great collaboration. So I I'm really optimistic about the future. Nice, nice. So, James, I know that you want to ask Phil a little bit about uh some as a service offerings, but I just want to continue that that thread with GreenLake since we're, we're talking about it. Um, you know, Channel Futures reported last fall uh, the doubling of uh, channel sales with GreenLake, if that's a, a correct statistic. I'm sure we probably got that from you guys, but uh, I'm curious to dive into that a little more and ask you what some of the selling points are for partners and, and how it maybe differs from the as a service offerings that uh, some of your competitors have out there. Well, you know, that's a that's a really great question, Craig. GreenLake has been around for a long time, right? It's had many uh, iterations, if you will. And, um, you know, it's we refer to it as a service and it's consumption. And in the market, that's how we've positioned it. I think one of the things that we um, one of the things that we understand is it isn't as a service. It is a consumption model. But more importantly, it's a cloud operating model. And so I think the success of GreenLake and our partner community is where those partners recognize that this is part of their cloud strategy. GreenLake is not an anti-public cloud, if you will. We, we believe in the future of cloud and we want to bring cloud everywhere to wherever our customers want it, whether that be public cloud, whether that be private, whether that be in a co-location. And so the, the, evolution is getting in our partner ecosystem is where they understand that this is not some just an as a service model. Yes, it is those things. 
it really is part of your cloud strategy. And so if you have a workload in public cloud or you're evaluating and you determine that you don't want it in public cloud, but you like the cloud experience, then you have an offering in HPE GreenLake, which would be ideal. That's in simple terms, that's kind of the partners that are really getting it, I think have arrived at that, uh, at that strategy. That's exciting, Phil. Um, you know, really continuing on this as a service track, um, and maybe from more of an Aruba perspective, um, I'd spoken to another Phil uh, somewhat recently, Phil, Phil Matram, the EVP and general manager of Aruba, and we talked about how they over there are making network as a service um, more of a uh, more of a programmatized offering for the channel. And how they're they're really relying on the channel to to drive NAS. Um, curious if you have any insights on that, whether you know from within Aruba or or a broader perspective of network as a service um, at HPE. Well, I'll let the other Phil. He's probably a smarter guy than I in that regard. I'll let him answer the the specific the specific question. But what I would tell you is is that. Um, the evolution of GreenLake, we do it. We do expect, and that's kind of back to the partner advantage pro, uh, question you asked. We need and we want our partners to be leading. So whether it's network as a service or, you know, storage as a service or block as a service, we want our partners to be front and center and positioning this with their clients, um, with their services around it. So, so that is our go-to-market strategy, and I think the. The, a lot of what we do and a lot of our success in GreenLake, frankly, worldwide has been because our partners are really driving, helping us drive that. It's not completely an HPE-led uh, led program. So we do anticipate, and that's why we're making investments in our partners, those that, that are building the capability. Some, many already have them, but we need them to be leading. So Aruba partners, I'm sure Phil would tell you, we rely on those partners to have that skill set. If they don't, but are interested, then we jointly invest so that they can be, they can lead. And frankly, they can own the customer life cycle. It, it's easy for James to get confused with Phil's Phil, because there's another James Anderson who works here at our company. So they get each other's email. It, it gets a little crazy. Well, there, there's actually, there's actually a funny, a funny thing in Canada. There's uh, another Phil Soper, believe it or not. What? Yeah, there is. And, and the Phil Soper was used to be in technology. When I was at Compact many moons ago, there was a Phil Soper that was at IBM. Uh, he has gone on to be, he's now the president of the largest real estate company in Canada called Royal LePage. Really? Uh, and, and yeah, and, and I have met him a couple of times. And so we have fun. So he calls me, I call him the more famous Phil Soper. Uh, he calls me the better looking Phil Soper. <laughs> I would take the, I would take the second one. Yes, I think so. I think so. Uh, yeah, I, I think other James Andersons got me beat on both fronts, but um, <laughs> there are just too many other James Andersons. That's the problem. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. All right, Phil, um, before I let you go, just uh, maybe talk about anything else that channel partners should know. But HP, maybe some of the trends you're seeing out there in, in technology in the industry uh, that they should be aware of this year. Well, I think, you know, certainly, certainly the edge to cloud strategy that that we've deployed is has really taken hold. We announced our earnings uh, last night and you can see uh, the, the excitement that we have for uh, 
what GreenLake and our recurring revenue map looks like financially. Um, you look at, uh, uh, so the story, the message is customers are driving digital transformation at all levels. Customers are driving uh, demand for new ways to take advantage of the, the, the data that's available to them that they can take. And so everything that we're doing in terms of the, you know, the development of new platforms is meant to um, enable customers to drive digital transformation strategies. And it's not about selling tonnage, obviously. Um, we, you know, you need to be developing uh, an ability to take, you know, take advantage of the data. You know, many people believe, I think our own CE, not I think, I know our CEO has said eventually data is going to show up as an asset in balance sheets. So, so our partners and HPE, you know, we need to make sure that we're working with our clients to understand the business outcomes they're looking to achieve and, and aligning those to uh, technology. So AI would be a classic example of all the data that's there. How do we mine it? How does a customer mine it to be competitive in the markets that they serve? And these are the things that HPE is working on. And these are the things our partners should be working on too. Good, that stuff, make sense? good stuff, Phil. That makes sense. You agree with that? It does. Yeah, it is lining up with what I'm, what we're seeing out, out in the market. 100%. 100%. Well, Phil, thanks for joining us today. We do appreciate it. Uh, we understand it. I don't know if it's locked in stone yet, but we understand we're, we're getting you roped into uh, perhaps being on our, our keynote stage uh, coming up here at the Channel Partners Conference and Expo. Are you, are you, are you guys short of good talent to stand up on the stage? And you're yeah, I, I don't what's know what's deal? going on there. Well, they, <laughs> they let James and me uh, well, stand up on the stage, so that just kind of shows you. And, and real estate Phil backed out. Um, uh, so he said we could put you in. But you know what, James? I could get him. I know I could get him. If you really <laughs> want him, I could get him. He's a friend of mine. <laughs> Let's just see how many Phil Soapers we can get on stage. Maybe there's some more on there. That'd be pretty I cool. Don't think there, I don't think there are. I think there's only a couple from my research. But yeah, you don't need more than two. <laughs> <laughs> knowing him and knowing myself, you don't need more than two Phil <laughs> We'll be able to fill the time, in other words. Exactly. It's, I really right. enjoyed talking to you guys today. Thank you. AS as well. Thanks, Phil. Take care. All right. All right, James, great conversation there with Phil. Really uh, glad to hear a lot of the things they're doing uh, as a service, of course, dominating that conversation. Made me think of an old uh, joke that Kevin, uh, your predecessor on this podcast, going back a ways now uh, that we used to have, is that we actually provided paths, podcast as a service. I love it. I love it. That's where that's where the industry is going these days. <laughs> It is not towards past, but towards uh, as a service technology. Right. For sure. Right. Yeah. Land realm, right. Yes. Yes. Uh, so, James, let's uh, discuss uh, some of the news of the day. What do you say we like to do this on the podcast, at least uh, this year, since, as you've mentioned, we're a very serious podcast now. Uh, what you've been uh, following, what you've been writing about and uh, talking with uh, partners about. Yeah, I would say my favorite story that I've done this month has been on copper price increases. So that's sort of stemming from these these um, ILEX, the incumbent carriers who own own these copper central offices and um, which are connected to these plain old telephone services and um TDM services. And so you've seen a mix of those prices going up significantly um, or those 
uh, services being shut off. And customers and the partners that service them, um, also the aggregators that service them, kind of having to decide how they are going to go about that. Um, and everyone's got uh, solutions for that, alternatives for that. The ILEX have alternatives for that. The aggregators have alternatives for that. Um, sort of non-aggregators have alternatives for that, uh, POTS replacement solutions as well. And uh, so we just took a look at the various options that are there, try to get a sense of what is going on um, in the eyes of customers when it comes to their copper lines. Yeah, I love that conversation because uh, we've talked at many uh, talked about it many a time is that uh, some of this really legacy technology is still well, draws a lot of interest uh, to our website on Channel Features every time we publish something about copper lines being retired. Um, you know, whoever's doing it, it's always uh, draws a lot of eyeballs, even if it's just sort of in one little regional area. And now for you to explore this issue, uh, yeah, it's pretty important. Yeah, it was fun. It was interesting to hear people say like, yeah, my customers just want to stay on it. They want to stay on a POTS line for their fire alarm. And, um, you know, moving on to IP is not, yeah. it's, it's the cool new thing. Um, but like, some people just don't want to. So yeah, well, there may continue to be a need for some time for those old lines. So, so there you go. Yep. What about right, you? James. Any good stories? Uh, you know, I want to bring up uh, something I brought up before. We mentioned it with Phil being uh, one of our channel influencers for this year, and that is our channel influencer program. Uh, we just have followed that up a little bit, just a little bit of a background. Uh, we named nearly fifty uh, influencers this year as. Uh, channel influencers, and then we had our two influencers of the year, uh, Craig Patterson from Ariaka and Fred Vicola from Kaseya. So the process was really interesting going into that, and, and we didn't want to just publish that list and, and let it go. So what we've done is uh, we followed that up with a couple of more uh, follow-up uh, image galleries on the website, uh, asking some of our influencers to talk a little bit about their description of influence, their work philosophy, that sort of thing. Uh, so there's some real nuggets there, hopefully, that some folks in our audience can take and apply to their own businesses. And, and one thing I think is really important to note is that you don't really have to be, I think one of the themes that came out of it is that you don't have to be somebody who's in a high-ranking executive position uh, to be an influencer. You know, colleagues, uh, you and I can go back and forth and have conversations and be influencing each other and providing information that's going to going to help us both. And one thing we've done also that I should mention is we've prepared a panel discussion at the Channel Partners Conference and Expo, where John Delosier uh, of Intellisys and I are going to be on stage uh, interviewing uh, some of our influencers from this year. And uh, there was so much interest in that that we also have got a uh, webinar ahead of the event uh, where we're going to be talking with some of the influencers. Same sort of thing, but we'll have some different people. And I will I will put the uh, the uh, link to that on the landing page of this podcast so people can get pre-registered. Excellent, Craig. You got some good content coming up. I think we do. I'm feeling good about it. And uh, both at the show and on the website. So So good stuff. All right, James, uh, that's about it for this episode. If you'd like to check out the archive of Coffee with Craig and James, and why wouldn't you? You can go just about anywhere you can get your podcasts. 
Uh, also, as you've noticed, we're recently on video, so you can check us out on Vimeo.com, not YouTube, as James said earlier in the episode, but that's all right. Yeah. He's, he's a millennial. He's I, why did I say that? His platform's uh, mixed up, but that, that's fine. You know, it's all right. Equal opportunity here. And uh, of course, we'd love it if you were to check us out on the flagship news site. That's channelfutures.com. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll catch you again next time. Be careful and drink the coffee that you love.